Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, John June. And of course, on this lovely Thursday, got my guy, Greg Penniman, with me. Greg, what's good, man? What is going on? I'm excited, I'm excited for, for week nine. I'm excited for the start of week nine. You know, Tom Brady. Tom Brady Jr. is about to play for the, for the New York Jets. Uh uh, I'm hoping that NFL could bounce back a little bit. You know, I have more more storylines off the field than off the field, I feel like. So, yeah, I'm trying to get some good football games this week. Yeah, definitely. We are trying to – obviously, I, I referenced it yesterday. There's a lot – there was a lot of stuff that happened. I'm not going to get into all of it. Um, but definitely want to focus, you know, on the on the football this week because uh, that's what we play this for. It's fun. So, yeah. Let's let's focus on the fun. Um, starting off, obviously we're breaking down these 1 p.m. games. The three and four Atlanta Falcons traveling to New Orleans. Sorry, got ahead of myself in the show sheet here. But let's start with the one and seven Houston Texans traveling Ooh. to Miami to take on the one and seven Miami Dolphins. This game has a 46 point total. The Dolphins are six and a half point favorites here. This game is expected to have some 15 mile per hour wins. This is uh, this game and, and the Buffalo game, uh, Buffalo Jacksonville game, the only real games that have w- w- uh, real weather concerns. The rest of the games are probably be some light rain, but for the most part, they are OK or in a dome. But this game, like I said, in the, the Buffalo Jacksonville game uh, have some wind. Uh, this one is 15 mile per hour when sustained obviously that we're here it's it's thursday we've been through this before but check the weather as we get closer to sunday because this could be you know it could get better or it could get worse right so be keep that in mind in terms of injuries for houston tyrod taylor the he's returned from injured reserve he's been designated as active he will start on Sunday for the Houston Texans against the Miami Dolphins, sending rookie quarterback Davis Mills to the bench for the Miami Dolphins. Devontae Parker, he was a limited participant in practice with a shoulder and a hamstring injury. And then Tua Tungavailoa, uh, he was limited with a rib in a finger injury on his left hand. So, Greg, Tua is questionable, but where does that take you in terms of of the game here and and what are you thinking fantasy wise yeah i'm glad we're definitely doing this game first i'm glad you corrected that you know we we you can get the one of the worst games first out uh i'm taking miami to cover i mean he's too soon to cover i'm gonna take miami to win i'm gonna take the over in the game i do like tyrod being back for brandon cooks the only person that really matters i think that upside wide receiver three really that upside really hits more with tyrod uh, and he's going to get that heavy target share, continue to get that. Um, and we'll see if Tyrod can produce any other fantasy relevant player on this team. Um, but that's it for Houston on Miami side. I do love Tua and all the Dolphins pieces. If Tua can go, uh, it was a late add to that injury report. So, you know, we never liked that, but I'm a uh, go on and as long as, you know, keep monitoring his situation, but if he's going to play, he has a great matchup here. Uh, Gaskin, I think has low in RB two value. 
Gusecki is a tight end one for me. Uh, Devontae Parker being back is great. I think he's a solid wide receiver too. Uh, on the year, he's got a 23% target share, so that's pretty good. And Waddle, it's PPR wide receiver three for me. I uh, wouldn't be too discovered with last week. He did have the targets uh, there. So, um, yeah, he's going to be relevant in those PPR leagues. Yeah, so I, I totally uh, – I'm with you on everything with the game. I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take Houston to cover. I'm going to take Houston to win the game. Um, on the Miami side – or, sorry, Miami to win the game. Miami, where, where, where? Miami to win the game. On the Miami side, Tua in a great spot here, I think, against this Miami – or this Houston defense, rather. I think he can put up a QB1 performance. Uh, Jalen Waddle, I think he's an every week – wide receiver two just based on the volume that he could get on a week-to-week basis uh mike gasecki tight end one and you know he's obviously he, every tight ends have their down weeks he had had one last week i expect him to bounce back mm-hmm. um and gaskin i think he's on the lower end you know rb3 uh has upside for more obviously but i you know i think he an rb3 is about where he's where he's settled in at i mean salvin Ahmed has you know siphon some touches here as well so uh it's limiting the upside that we saw from gaskin last year on the houston side definitely like tyrod has i mean you could have talked me into davis mills like i was going back and forth as like you know especially in some two quarterback leagues like Mm -hmm. potentially looking at davis mills with some teams on by um because the matchup here against miami is good uh, now you throw Tyrod into the mix and you combine, obviously, the fact that Tyrod's just a better quarterback than Davis mm-hmm. Mills and the fact that Tyrod also has his legs to him. So uh, I think Tyrod's in play here as probably one of the top streaming options. Uh, I threw Taysom Hill out there yesterday. I think Taysom yeah. Hill probably has better long-term value rest of season. But for this particular matchup, I really like Tyrod a lot. Uh, Brandon Cooks, I like him as well. And then Nico Collins, uh, I mean, the rookie has come on. Uh, he, you know, he's got a 13% target share over these last three weeks. He came back from an injury, um, and you know, he's he looked good in his last game last week against the um, against the Rams. And so I, I think again with Tyrod coming back, I think they, for especially not starting him in a season-long league or anything like that, but definitely somebody to keep an eye on. And from a DFS perspective. Uh, you might want to have your eye on as well. Yeah, we'll definitely like to talk about someone else other than Brandon Cooks every week. So let's go, Tyrod. Well, we spoke about Tyrod. So. That's true. That's true. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, All right, moving on to this next game. I feel like this game has like an aura to it, but it really like in all actuality, when I look at it, like not not really. But the four and four Denver Broncos traveling to Dallas to take on the six and one Dallas Cowboys. This game has a 49.5-point total. The Dallas Cowboys are 9.5-point favorites. Quite a few injuries to discuss here. Uh, C.D. Lamb, star wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. He's been a DMP these last two days uh, with an ankle injury after spraining an ankle in practice on Wednesday. He's questionable for the game. You'd have to imagine that, you know, he— if it is just a, a low ankle sprain that he they're just giving him some rest ahead of Sunday, but definitely something to monitor uh, if you have C.D. Lamb on your roster. Um, Tyron Smith, the left tackle for the Dallas Cowboys, he's listed as doubtful 
for this upcoming game with an ankle injury. He's he's already said is unlikely to play this week. So um, expect Dallas to be without their left tackle there. Uh, Amari Cooper, obviously uh, the other wide receiver there in Dallas, he's dealing with a hamstring injury, but so he's questionable. Blake Jarwin was a DMP with a hip injury. Michael Gallup is uh, on IR designated to return, but sounds like Mike McCarthy, the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, says that he seems like he's probably a week away. So uh, one more week there for, for Michael Gallup, potentially. And on the Denver side, uh, the, the headline, Noah Fant, he's on positive for tested positive for COVID, is on the COVID IR. I referenced it yesterday when talking about Albert O as my tight end stream of the week. But Noah Fant seems like has a chance to play. So this is something that we have to monitor as well, especially if we're looking to stream Al O this week. So um, and especially if you have Noah Fant on your roster, something to, to monitor. Uh, and then Natane Muti, the guard for the Denver Broncos, is out with COVID here. I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take Dallas to cover. I'm going to take Dallas to win. I said this game has this aura to it because, you know, just thinking about, like, those classic, like, Cowboys-Broncos games, like, in the early, in the late, er, mid mid to late 90s, like, I think that that's probably what I'm talking about. But this game, in all actuality, like I said, I'm picking the Cowboys to, to cover here, taking the under here. Don't see much happening here for the Denver side. So on the Denver side, you know, I, I think it's low upside for the Denver offense this week from Teddy to Judy to Sutton. I, you know, the running backs, I think they're all twos at their position. You know, maybe one of those receivers hits like Sutton or Judy, uh, depending on who who can catch that touchdown there. But uh, like I said, if Noah Fant can't play, I, I like I like either Noah Fant or or Al O as tight end one options on the Dallas side. Zeke's in a phenomenal spot here in this backfield, and he, along with his backfield mate, Tony Pollard. I think he's, you know, a high-end RB2 because this matchup is that good. Uh, Dal, uh, Dak Prescott back as the quarterback one option. Uh, C.D. Lamb and, and Amari Cooper both dealing with injuries, but both have wide receiver one upside every week. And our wide receiver, I mean, C.D. Lamb's a wide receiver one, Amari Cooper you know, he fluctuates between that one and two every week. And then Dalton Schultz, I think he should pick up where he left off when, when he was last playing with Dak Prescott in, in New England. So, uh, Greg, what what do you say about this game, man? Yeah, I'm going to take the Cowboys to – Broncos to cover, Cowboys to win the game. I'm taking the under. Uh, on the Broncos side, yeah, Teddy's going to give you what he gives you every week. He's like low in QB2 option. Melvin Gordon, Javante, that story is the same on them. I have them as, you know, RB3 is one of them, RB2, if they are able to get that touchdown uh, upside. Uh, the top three pass catchers, they're kind of treated equally. Teddy Bridgewater likes to spread the ball as far as targets and stuff, so that doesn't really help Sutton to become an alpha. Uh, I think he has some low-end low uh, wide receiver to um, him and Judy. Uh, Judy has the easier matchup as well. Uh, Sutton probably will see a lot of Trey Diggs, so that's not good for him. No fan, though, so I like your point about Alberto. He's definitely in that tight end streaming conversation. On the Cowboys side, definitely agree. Love all of the offense for Dak, uh, and it's matchup proof anyway. Uh, and Denver doesn't have Von Miller, so it's just going to be just eating for this Cowboys offense. Uh, love everyone involved. If Lamb can't go, uh, a guy give, obviously gives Cooper a bump, but if they both go, they're both wide receiver ones. And, yeah, the key 
looking forward to next week, seeing how Gallup plays next week. But yeah, if he can't go this week, uh, we're still the same situation with Schultz. Tied in one. Yeah, definitely. And if Lamb can't go, I like Seth Wilson uh, yeah. definitely to fill in here. Uh, he's he's already filled in here for Michael Gallup, and I think that he'll he'll earn even more targets if if Lamb can't go. Um, moving on to this next game here, the three and four Minnesota Vikings travel to Baltimore to take on the five and two Baltimore Ravens. Forty nine and a half point total. In terms of injuries, uh, the real one for Baltimore to look out for. I mean, they've had had a ton obviously through this point through the year, but Latavius Murray suffered an ankle injury. The week before the week before the bye or two weeks before the bye week. So uh, he did not practice uh, with that ankle injury in this potential revenge game here for Latavius Murray Um, on the Minnesota side. um, Garrett Bradbury, the center, he was he's out with covid uh, defensive tackle Michael Pierce, he's questionable with an elbow injury. And Anthony Barr, the linebacker, is also questionable with an elbow injury. Uh, Greg, what do you have in terms of this matchup here? I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Minnesota to cover, but I'm going to take Baltimore to win. Uh, on Minnesota's side, I think Kirk Cousins in this offense does bounce back. Uh, have Kirk Cousins is like high in our QB2. Uh, Dalvin Cook is in an excellent spot here. Um, I think he's in for you know this whole offense again in this bounce back. Baltimore's given up eight rushing touchdowns to running backs per, uh, this year. Uh, they only only played seven games, so that's a little over a touchdown to, per game. Jefferson, love him as wide receiver one. Dylan, high in wide receiver two. And, you know, my guy Tyler Conklin would have definitely been tight end stream of the week for me. Uh, I think he's a definitely top five matchup, so he's definitely a tight end one for me in this matchup. And on Baltimore's side, Lamar Jackson, of course, starting him. He's a top three play. Marquise Brown, high in wide receiver two. Um... Bateman and Watkins. We're assuming, not sure how Sam Watkins, if he's going to play. We're keeping monitoring that uh, to Sunday. Um, but I think they're both wide receiver threes. Flex conversation. Uh, intriguing to see how that target split is. And then Mark Andrews, their main pass catcher, top uh, tight end. You know, two of the past three weeks, he's finished as a top four uh, tight end in PPR league. So he's been money. Yeah, man, I'm going to take the over here. Uh, I almost did what you did and took Minnesota to cover, but I, I'm like Baltimore coming off the bye. At home. True, at true. home. Minnesota's technically had a short week because they played Sunday night. So I'm going to take Baltimore to cover here. I'm going to take Baltimore to win this game. Lamar has a, a tougher matchup than, than probably we're used to, but you start that man up anyway. Yes, it doesn't sir. matter. Uh, Hollywood, he's a wide receiver one, uh, has been balling pretty much the whole season. Uh, Rashad Bateman, I think he I think he's played well enough and has that draft capital to hold off Sammy Watkins here a little bit. OK, uh, I think he's a low end wide receiver three. Hey, man, rookies out of the bye week. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I like uh, it. Plus, you got to remember, like this dude didn't have much of a, a training camp and, and uh, you know, didn't play in the preseason. So he he, he like hit the ground running, you know, immediately and has been playing well. I think that's going to be enough uh, to, you know, be a low-end wide receiver three this week. Uh, Mark Andrews, he's tight end one. Uh, I don't believe that Latavius Murray's going to play. It's not good news that he, he basically hasn't played for like three weeks since that injury, had the whole bye week, still is not able to practice. Uh, so if he can't play, I think Freeman is is the running back you probably want to start in this backfield. 
Um, but Le'Veon Bell is, is always in the mix to get a touchdown. I mean, it's tough, right? But if like, you have to do it, if you have to do yeah, it, it'd be I, Freeman. Yes, yeah. I'm not trying to touch that though. That's that's messy. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, in terms of the Minnesota side, Jefferson, Thielen, Cooks, Conklin. I'm surprised. You're keeping Conklin in in stream of the week territory. Oh yeah. Oh, I guess. I mean, yeah. I got. No, that's true. That's true. I mean, but I didn't have one technically, so I could still make him my start of the week. I'm just saying. If you don't, I might. <laughs> just. All right. Oh um, man. <laughs> and Cousins is uh you know definitely in play as a quarterback one. If we all like his pieces, of course. True. True. Uh. Moving on to this next game, man, the 4-4 four and four New England Patriots traveling to Carolina to take on the 4-4 four and four Carolina Panthers. Uh, this game has a 41-point total. The New England Patriots are four-point favorites. In terms of injuries, New England is pretty much okay. On the Carolina side, uh, quarterback Sam Darnold is dealing with a concussion and a shoulder injury. He was a limited participant in practice. Um seems like he's trending in the right direction to play on the for also for Carolina Christian McCaffrey is on he's he's been designated a return from IR has not been activated from the IR yet but has been designated to return and apparently I mean Matt Rule is keeping it you know he's trying to be secretive here and whatnot <laughs> But it seems like all we can gather is that CMC hasn't had any setbacks. So uh, that's good news. I'm going to not bank on him playing, but I'm going to, you know, just kind of cross my fingers and hope he does if I have him. Uh, but in terms of the game here, I'm Greg, what are you? Oh, no, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take New England to cover. I'm going to take New England to win. It's crazy because these teams are two different, like, four and four teams, right? Like, the Carolina started out hot Word. and is trending in the wrong direction. And New England started out like, oh, well, you know, you know, they doesn't look like they're going to be a good yeah. team. Word. And now, they, you know, they're four and four and they're four-point favorites here on the road with a rookie quarterback in Mac Jones. Uh I'm going to take, yeah, I'm taking them to cover, taking them to win. For the Carolina side, DJ Moore will probably get that Bill Belichick treatment, um, but I, I'm obviously going to start him regardless. I like whichever running back suits up for Carolina. Uh, and then Robbie Anderson makes sense because if, if I'm using the logic of, well, DJ Moore is going to get taken away, then Robbie Anderson, but he's – it's not been there. I'm not. So I'm not playing. It. I'm not going to do it. Right. I'm just. I'm just saying the logic. So true. True. If true. You wanna, if you're playing DFS or something, and you want to, you know, do something, then just the follow that logic, I guess. But um, on the New England side, Damian Harris, Jacoby Myers, uh, I think they're both in play. Uh, I was talking to somebody today. I was like, Yo, you should just bet. <laughs> Jacoby Myers touchdown every week, every week right? Every week. Like, yeah. every week. <laughs> I was gonna say this might this might be the week. I don't know. This might be the week, right? <laughs> this might be the week. I mean, I was doing a yards a, a yards correlation to touchdowns. Uh, you know, yards correlate very heavily to touchdowns, so you could do a, a simple conversion and find out. So wide receivers on average score a touchdown every 161 receiving yards. 
based on that, Jacoby Myers should have 2.6 touchdowns. <laughs> so oh, just yeah. saying it doesn't make sense. And he's getting all these, he's got two, two point conversions. I know. Two point, com- so, two, two point. That's crazy to me that he's got two, two point conversions <laughs> and not a touchdown yet in his NFL career. <laughs> so it's got, it's got to happen, man. Uh, Kendrick Bourne. I think if you're playing in deeper leagues, I think he makes some sense here. And then Mac Jones, he's played well. He's played really well. Uh, you know, we saw him unleash the deep ball a little bit last week, so he's feeling more comfortable. He's growing in that offense. And so I think he's, you know, definitely a quarterback two option this week, uh, you know, if you're playing in two quarterback leagues. Yeah, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the pass to cover. I'm going to take the pass to win. Uh, on the pat side, uh, it is a t- tough matchup for Damian Harris, but I still like him. I think I'm having him in that RB2 range, uh, low in RB2. Carolina's only given up three rushing touchdowns all year to running backs. Uh, only Zeke and Dalvin Cook got one, and that's because they're special. Mac Jones is going to have to put it in the air, so I do like the fact Mac Jones is a play in two quarterback leagues. Um, putting up more pass attempts is definitely in this game. Jacoby Myers, I have as a wide receiver three. Uh, yeah, that touchdown weight continues, but I think it does come if they're going to force to throw the ball more. On uh, this one, Hunter Henry, he's in that tight end one conversation for me uh, in this matchup as well. Uh, on the Panther side, CMC, yeah, he has a chance to play. He's limited in practice on Thursday. Probably won't know for sure, but if he's playing, of course, you're firing him up. If not, Chupa Hubbard, mid-tier RB2. Uh, loved his volume last week. He got 25 touches, five carries in the red zone. You, you like that. Matt Rule said he's going to run the ball more. He, he, he came through. So uh, DJ Moore definitely has cooled off tremendously since week four. Um, it has to do with, with Darnold as well, his play. Um, I think he's back to – he's more like a, a upside wide receiver too for me. Um, I think his upside, of course, is his target share. So, yeah, I think he's that wide receiver to range. But that's really who I'm um, playing, Chuba and DJ Moore in the team. Yeah, I, I agree with that sentiment. Uh, moving on this this next matchup, the 5-2 and two Buffalo Bills traveling to Jacksonville to take on the 1-6 and six Jacksonville Jaguars. This game has a 48.5-point total. The Buffalo Bills on the road are 14.5-point favorites here. I like referenced the wind in this game before, 15-mile-per-hour winds, uh, sustained winds, but it also has uh, stronger gusts that are anticipated throughout the game. So, um, you know, be mindful of that. Again, monitor that as we get closer to game time. And excuse this plane that goes by over my <laughs> over my apartment. But uh, in terms of the injuries here, Buffalo, Jordan Poyer is uh, he was a DMP with a shoulder injury. Cole Beasley, he was a DMP with a rib injury, and Dawson Knox was questionable with a hand. And I believe Jacksonville, uh, well Jacksonville has James Robinson who's has not practiced. Uh, at all this week with that heel injury uh, that the Jags are calling it. So uh, definitely be mindful of that. Uh, Greg, what do you got in this game here? I'm taking the under, taking the Bills to cover, taking the Bills to win. Uh, Seems like when the Bills play inferior teams, they like know how to close and just destroy teams. So I think they cover. Uh, Bills just starting them all up. Uh, you said Josh Allen – 
is going to be the QB1 last week. He probably is going to be the QB1 again this week. Uh, so, yeah, you're playing him like all his players, Diggs, Sanders, Beasley. Beasley came up with an a injury. Um, so if he's not playing, I do even like Gabriel Davis in, in deeper leagues. Uh, they're all good uh, in store for good days. Uh, Dawson Knox is still day-to-day. So I uh, expect Tommy Sweeney. Uh, he had a healthy uh, snap share last week. So he's a desperation tight end if you need to add him on Sunday morning uh, with Dawson Knox possibly not going again. On the Jack side, uh, Lawrence has some value because they're going to throw it a lot. They've thrown it 42.7 times in the last three weeks, a second in the league. Garbage time. If they really, if they really just want to get him for garbage time, that's that's all I'm that's all I'm saying. James Robinson, no, didn't play, practice on Thursday. If he can't go, Carlos Hyde. It's in that low end RB2 range, high RB3. I think he could get a top 30 play. Uh, and the only receiver I'm trusting is Marvin Jones. Uh, he's getting eight targets a game. Agnew could be a deep play just with all the pass attempts he might get. Yeah, I uh, I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take <laughs> Buffalo to cover. The Bills get all the Bills cover themselves. <laughs> I'm going to take Buffalo to win. Um, yeah, well, let's let me start. Yeah, I totally agree with you on. Josh Allen could be the QB one this again this week. Uh, I like all the Bills, yeah. <laughs> like Diggs, yeah. Sanders. If if Cole Beasley can go, I like him as well. Yep. Uh, Zach Moss. We even saw a Gabe Davis sighting, so I definitely am into that. Um, on the Jacksonville side, <laughs> if James Robinson can't go. Uh, if James Robinson can't go, then Carlos Hyde's like a volume-based RB3 with RB2 upside. Uh, I don't even I I'm sorry. I just can't play Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> I just cannot. He's got... Even if you're like in a two-quarterback league, you can't... Three, like, yeah, in two-quarterback yeah. leagues, sure. But... Yeah, you know, I mean, he's not shooting. Nah, he's not. He's not in that conversation. Definitely. I cannot yeah. play Trevor Lawrence. He's got <laughs> two top, two quarterback one finishes, mm-hmm. a QB twelve and a QB nine finish. He's never finished. He's only finished outside the top, uh, inside the top twenty, three times, and the third time was a sixteen finish. And. He's averaging 15.8 points per game. <laughs> like, he's the quarterback 24. He's, like, barely a QB2. <laughs> he got to be still rostered, which is crazy. I feel yeah, like. Yeah, because his name is Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, maybe it's. Yeah. And so because of that, yeah. like, all of the Jags wide receivers, they're just all uninspiring flex plays. Like, n- I don't feel comfortable putting any of them in my flex. Like, Jamal Agnew is probably most – I mean, my, Marvin Jones is interesting because look at the touchdowns. Jamal Agnew is like – he had 12 targets last week, which he had 38 receiving yards. So it's like, you know, what are, what are you really <laughs> getting with those 12 targets? So <laughs> – yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I color me skeptical. I'm not sure, but I really don't want anything to do yeah. with the, especially not against the Bills. 
No, like, no, no. I mean, fourth quarter could, garbage time points. That's all I'm looking at. You could talk to me about this. It's like if it's like the Jets or the the Lions <laughs> or something. But like we're talking about Buffalo. Like I'm out. <laughs> um, all right, moving on to this next game. The three and four Cleveland Browns traveling to Cincinnati to take on the five and three Cincinnati Bengals. Forty-seven. Free hotel. Free hotel. <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals are two and a half point favorites here. In terms of the weather, we're we're okay. Uh, some light rain expected here. Um, in terms of the, obviously Greg is saying free Odell. If you have not heard Odell Beckham Jr., I think I I think I referenced it yesterday. Um, is being has been told he's to stay home basically. He's been excused from the team. Uh, head coach Kevin Stefanski has said that uh, Cold has told uh, Browns players that Odell is not a part of the team right now. Um, so, obviously, I don't expect him to play this weekend. Uh, Jack Conklin, the offensive tackle for the Cleveland Browns, he is out this week with a an arm injury. Uh, and then on Cincinnati, they're mostly okay there. Um, in terms of the game, I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take Cincinnati to cover. I'm going to take Cincinnati to win. Joe Burrow, QB1. Uh, Jamar Chase, a wide receiver one. I think T. Higgins, uh, he's – I want to say he's a wide receiver too. I mean, Jamar Chase has like he, – he gets yeah, all he's of – Yeah, he, yeah he, he's a lock wide receiver one just because of his deep threat ability and – and the, the end zone prowess that he has, like, I mean, Joe Burrow targets him relentlessly, especially on those, like, second reaction plays, uh, the chemistry that they have, just you see it constantly. But T. Higgins, you just add a touchdown to his stat line, and he's a wide receiver one every week. And and you could say that with, like, a lot of receivers, but T. Higgins is a receiver that can score touchdowns, right? He, mm-hmm. he had double-digit touchdowns last year, so – I think he, he's in wide receiver one conversation. Somebody who I think continues to be a buy candidate for me this week or just in general on the season. Uh, Joe Mixon, he's an RB1 option. Uh, CJ Uzoma is, Uzama is streamable as well as a tight end position. And then for Cleveland, it's just going to be Nick Chubb and Jarvis Landry. Uh, that's really it for me. Yeah, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the Bengals cover as well and the Bengals to win. Uh, on the Brown side, um, yeah, I'm with you, Nick Chubb. I'm just disappointed. It's just so disappointing that the Browns team, like everything that's gone from the receivers to Nick, even Nick Chubb, they made they made my man a standard running back, like in fantasy, like it's crazy. Like getting, they don't want to throw him the ball. Bro. <laughs> he's got six that's receptions it. on the year. That's crazy. Like I can't even put. He's not an RB one in PPR leagues. He's like uh, he's RB two. Uh, it's crazy. Like if he doesn't get a touchdown, getting a top 25 week is hard uh i mean jarvis is a wide receiver four he's barely a top 30 play i mean maybe with odell out he might get some more targets but that don't mean that targets don't mean anything <laughs> from this browns offense and then on the Bengals side i agree with you joe mixon joe uh joe burrow qb1 joe mixon great week uh love this volume he's back to being healthy so that's good for him jamar chase lock wide receiver one higgins and boyd i've both top 30 plays that Higgins had definitely higher upside. So I think I have him, I have him as a high in our wide receiver too. And yeah, CJ Uzama, that if you need a tight end, uh, he's definitely in that streaming conversation. 
Moving on to this next matchup, the three and four Atlanta Falcons traveling to New Orleans to take on the five and two New Orleans Saints. 42 and a half point total here. Saints are six point favorites at home. In terms of the matchup or in terms of the injuries here, Calvin Ridley, he's out with, uh, you know, mental. He's taken some personal time, has some personal issues, uh, just wants to focus on his mental health. So he's out for the foreseeable future. How long that is, we don't really know. Uh, Taysom Hill for New Orleans, he was a full participant in practice with a concussion injury that he's been dealing with. So looks like he's on track to play this weekend. Uh, Ty Montgomery. There's a DMP with a hamstring injury. Um, Michael Thomas, this one was also news that hit earlier, you know, yesterday on during or earlier this week during the news dump. But Michael Thomas is out for the rest of the season after having another procedure done on his ankle. So he will miss the remainder of the of the season. Uh, so we'll see him next year, uh, probably in a different uniform. Ooh. But, Greg, what do you got in this matchup here? I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Atlanta to cover, but I'm going to take the Saints to win. Um, on Atlanta, I'm fading Matt Ryan if I can. I think he's still better than, like, a Trevor Lawrence option, but he's only in two QB leagues for me. Uh, Cordell Patterson, I do love him. He's a low-end RB1, wide receiver one, whatever you want to call it. Keep firing him up as such. Uh, no Calvin really, as you discussed, so you already know Kyle Pitts. Uh, a tight end disguised as a wide receiver or whatever, vice versa. I don't know how it is, but yeah, he's top two, three tight end option. Um, he's going to be killing all, all year for the rest of the season. Uh, definitely go get that man. If you can, it's probably too late now on the Saints side, Taysom Hill. You already know if he's playing as a starter, uh, he's a low and QB one in this matchup. You got to trust the process in this one. In the four games he started last year, he averaged 21 fantasy points per game. Uh, that put him right as a QB 10 right now. I mean, the man's going to eat, Alvin Kamara, though, of course, we're very intrigued about that situation. His production in those four weeks, he was getting like about 12.9 fantasy points per game. Uh, FanDuel score, scoring. Those are RB2 numbers, basically. So uh, I still think Kamara has RB1 upside, but I'm, I'm intrigued to see his production. I'm, I'm not, I won't be surprised if he gets downgraded. And Deontay Harris has some top 30 value to me, possibly. He's a speculative ad right now. I think he's a wait and see mode, but that's the only receiver I think can benefit from this. Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to take the over here. Going to take New Orleans to cover. Going to take New Orleans to win. Uh, Kyle Pitts remains top tight end option despite the tough matchup this week. I mean, like you said, no Calvin Ridley. Uh, a wide receiver disguised as a tight end. Uh, this dude is is going to ball. Uh, so I just ex- continue to expect yes, him to, to get that production. Uh, Russell, not Russell Gage, Cordero Patterson. Uh, he's definitely, like you said, low in RB1, uh, high in wide receiver two, whatever you want to call him, yeah. he gets it done every week. Uh, so could, I think the Calvin Ridley, uh, Calvin Ridley's absence helps Patterson as well because he, you know, we saw him in that first game that they didn't have Calvin Ridley, uh, especially, you know, used as, schemed up as a receiver as well and getting some targets on the outside, not just out of the backfield. So I think it benefits him as well. Uh, and then maybe you could take the shot on Russell Gage. Not really all that interested there. Um, may, but like, I'm, we got to forgive a guy. You know, you know, it's, it's 
it's easy to forgive like a Mike Evans that uh, did that or like a you know a stud that did that. This is Russell Gage. He's, he didn't. He hasn't proved it, like any. I mean, but to the us, week before you know. he caught a touchdown it was like 14 PPR points. Okay, with, okay. With Calvin Ridley, you know, like so he puts up a zero. It's like 14-0. Like one of those is the outlier. So we're gonna find out. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, but I'm not. I'm not going to play him this week, though. The matchup isn't all that great. So, uh, And I agree. I'm not touching Matt Ryan this week either. Uh, on, a new, on the Saints side, totally agree with you. Taysom Hill, he's my stream of the week. I think he's definitely – he's got to be on your roster if you're in need mm-hmm. of a quarterback or if you're, you know, you're hurting a quarterback or you know, Tom Brady's on by or something like that. Pick up Taysom Hill. Start him. You're, you know what you're going to get. Like Greg said, he averaged 21 21- point eight points last year i think he could still be good for i think the floor is going to be at least like 17 with oh, Taysom. Yeah. right it has to be um and then alvin Kamara, i think he's an rb1 i i mean we obviously we know his production went down with Taysom hill last year but if you look at the end of last year when Taysom hill was holding that job he started to target alvin Kamara. uh he started to understand you know, this offense and, and there's no Michael Thomas either, right? right? It's not like last year there was Michael, there was, there was no Michael Thomas and he still wasn't targeting Kamara. Uh, you know, there was, there was no Michael Thomas or there was a Michael Thomas at that time. So I think we can get some targets here for Kamara. Uh, you know, this offense goes through him and, go, you know, it revolves around him, but Deontay Harris, I think in, in, um, with Jameis Winston, I would much rather have him. But now that Taysom Hill's the quarterback, maybe it's you know what I'm not gonna you know I'm not and you know what I take it back. I retract I retract that <laughs> statement. I forget it. Forget what I said. Taysom Hill's fine. Uh, yeah, let's move on to this this next game, the last 1 p.m. game here that we're gonna cover. The five and two Las Vegas Raiders traveling to MetLife to take on the two and six New York Giants. This game has a 46 point total where the Raiders are three-point favorites in terms of injuries. Kadarius Tony, he's questionable, uh, limited participant in practice with a thumb injury. Uh, the Giants had a, you know, a bit of a, a COVID situation here where uh, a couple of players ended up on the COVID list. Uh, Xavier McKinney, safety for the Giants, he's out of this game with COVID uh, after testing positive. Uh, Saquon Barkley, running back, who's also dealing with an ankle injury, is out of this game after testing positive for COVID. Uh, on the Raiders side, they're coming off a bye. They're okay, so nothing to report there from an injury perspective. In terms of the game here, uh, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Raiders to cover. I'm going to take the Raiders to win. Uh, Derek Carr continues his solid play, I think. Uh, Josh Jacobs is in a great spot to finish as an RB1 again this week. Uh, has a Giants ma- a matchup against the Giants that's been, you know, been favorable against running backs. Uh, Hunter Renfro, he's a wide receiver too, uh, you know, basically every week. Has upside for more, especially in PPR leagues. Uh, Darren Waller, uh, it's good to have you back, brother. Yes, sir. Uh, Zay Jones, a low-end, I think, wide receiver three that probably ends up picking this deep threat role uh, after, you know, the tragedy involving Henry Ruggs there. Uh, so uh, I think he's worth 
an ad. He's Zay Jones has like he averages over twenty four over twenty four yards uh, per reception there. Uh, he was you know already seeing some of those targets there. Mm-hmm. I think if Derek Carr has been playing so well and this is an offense that is going down the field, I think Zay Jones is definitely. I know Greg is some somewhere inside. <laughs> Greg is, is by Edwards, yo. Ah. Oh man, okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, on the Giants side, Devontae Booker, low end RB one again. Uh, Daniel Jones, high end QB two. Kadarius Tony, a wide receiver two option, and uh, Evan Ingram, another tight end one streaming uh, candidate this week for me. But Greg, go ahead, convince me about Brian Brian Edwards. Yeah, I mean, I have the over. I'm taking the Raiders to cover. I'm taking the Raiders to win. I do like Derek Carr in this matchup. He's uh, high in QB2, got some QB1 upside. Uh, Josh Jacobs also got some RB1 upside. I'm right at that RB, high in RB2 range. Um, yeah, without rugs, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't mind adding Brian Edwards as a speculative ad. Uh, I think he's probably going to be the I'm one best based off targets who's going to be next in line. But, yeah, I do like the, the Zay Jones uh pick as well i i'm in wait and see mode i think i would add if you have space to add one of them uh go ahead and do that um just love that darren waller's back and hunter Renfo. they're going to be the guys that lead in targets on the scene majority of the time so you want those guys for sure you're starting them up with confidence uh on the giant side uh dame jones borderline qb1 performance i think he gets here he's the qb13 so far uh so he's been given great value uh saquon has an outside chance of playing um, but if he's not, be prepared to fire a Booker. He's been money uh, as a strong RB2 in relief of Saquon. Uh, he's been RB15, RB24, RB17, and RB14 in PPR leagues over the last four weeks. Seems like uh, the Giants' back of running backs seem to come through when, when you need them, man, not the actual <laughs> starting running backs. Um, but it's no Sterling Shepard. Uh, Galladay still banged up. Expect Tony to step it up, of course, as long as he finishes the game healthy. Uh, I like him. That's a big if, I man. Know. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. That man goes hard, man. Uh, even in a tough matchup with Casey Hayward, he's going to lead the team in targets um, as low and wide receiver, too. Um, Evan Ingram, tied in one conversation. I'm with you on that. Had a season-high snap share. Got his first touchdown. So, yeah, I, I like that. And the Raiders giving up over six receptions to touch a game to tight end. So, it's a good matchup for him. Definitely. All right, y'all. Well, that pretty much wraps it up in terms of the 1 p.m. games. Make sure you catch us tomorrow, which this episode actually be out a little bit earlier, but you'll make sure you catch us tomorrow for uh, the us breaking down the remaining games, all the 4 p.m. games, the Sunday night game, the Monday night game, giving out our starts of the week, playing some get money. Uh, yeah. But until next time, y'all, we are out of here. We appreciate y'all. Peace. We are out.